Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Passing Dimes. Really excited for today's guest. He grew up in Dartmouth, where he played for the Dartmouth Volleyball Club. He later transferred to Tigers Volleyball Club. He's been a member of Team Nova Scotia, including representing them at Canada Games. He's now a member of Team Canada Beach, and he's already won an international medal, winning a U23 Norseca bronze medal in only his third international event. Please welcome to the show, Tynan Gannett. Tynan, thanks for doing this, buddy. Thanks for having me, Josh. Yeah, I'm excited because I think you have a pretty unique story. Plus, I don't even know your whole story, so this would be great for me, not only learning, but for the fans as well. But uh, take us from the start because uh, I think Volleyball Nova Scotia is doing a great job. I'm a big fan of what John and Jay Stepenny are doing there, and I think there's so many athletes coming through there and big fan of Anna Dunsoon and everybody. But, uh, yeah, I understand Halifax is different than Dartmouth. You might be the best player to come from Dartmouth. So just brag a little about what's the sports scene there and what was it like growing up? Well, um, I mentioned that so early because, uh, yeah, like Halifax is very different from Dartmouth. Um, and as, as someone born the IWK in Halifax, technically, but raised in Dartmouth, I'm, uh, I'm happy to differentiate. Um, I'm proud, proud to be from Dartmouth. Yeah. Uh, volleyball in Dartmouth, um, was really only, we, we really only had the one club, Dartmouth Volleyball Club. Um, there was one club in Halifax and eventually two, but it started out. Uh, for me, um, I did a, I did one of Dartmouth Volleyball Club's um, skill sessions at uh, just a, a junior high school after after school one day, uh, once a week for uh, fall or winter, like an eight week program, and I I I was told to go there by um, one of my one of my soccer coaches actually, um, Tyler Simmons, who uh, he. he was a, a high-level soccer coach and as well a, a high-level coach, which I, I actually didn't know until uh, many years later when I, I crossed him in the volleyball volleyball sphere again. But yeah, he uh, after I played for his his soccer team, he uh, he encouraged me to try out um, volleyball and then try out uh, for my school volleyball team, where yeah I, I started playing in junior high. Um, and then in my first year of U16, after a, a bit of a, an ugly breakup with soccer at the end of U14, I, uh, I started playing club volleyball with Dartmouth Volleyball Club on their, their, their regular team. And I uh, yeah, didn't, didn't really look back. I know you're quite young and it might be hard to look back now, but in my experiences, coaches usually want to hold on to all the talented athletes in their sports. So do you think even though you're quite young, your coach saw maybe international potential in you as a volleyball player. What makes you think that that they encourage you to transfer to another sport? Yeah. So, um, I mean, full power to them. Uh, if my, my U 12 soccer coach saw that, uh, I had international volleyball potential at, at that age, but, uh, while I, while I did play for like the, the A team at, at Dartmouth United, when, when he coached me, I think he he really just wanted me to like diversify and enjoy enjoy being an athlete, enjoy physical activity and in like every every form he could he could be a part of. Because um, and I, I actually found this found this out about him many years later in my uh, my volleyball experiences. He he just um, he was just deeply involved in and, and loved like both sports. He, he coaches soccer at a high level. He coaches a million volleyball teams in, in Dartmouth and in Nova Scotia. He's involved in school sport. He's a teacher now. Just got uh, just graduated, actually. Um, his name's Tyler Simmons. 
he just uh, is his second degree to become a, a teacher. He's starting his uh, starting starting in September, I guess. He'll be he'll be uh, he'll be doing this to a bunch of kids. But yeah, he'll uh, he just he just really wanted me to to branch out, pursue pursue as much athletics as I could, and then eventually, a, a couple of years later, when when I stopped loving soccer as much as I did before, I uh, just picked up picked up club volleyball full time and um, kept kept going with that. Encountered him again later when I started playing uh, provincial level beach, and here I am. Yeah, very cool. So when you think about it, what got you hooked on volleyball? Because it, it is one of those sports where it, it's not that enjoyable until your skills are at a certain level. So did you like, you know, it was a new exciting sport for you. Uh, did you get really good, really fast? Like, did you like the style of sport different than maybe like an invasion running game, like soccer, like what uh, in your mind kind of clicked that volleyball was going to be one that you were pretty passionate about? I did not get good really fast. Um, that was, I, I never I never snap excelled um, to like I could I could pick it up and I could uh, uh, I could enjoy it from a from from the beginning. I was never completely out of my element, um, but I never I was never the number one. I was never the the guy um, on any one of my teams because uh, well I don't really know if there is a because just. Uh, yeah, slow slow burn development, if uh, if you will. But um, uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure what uh, what made me keep going. Like what what made me stick with volleyball in particular. I just ended up ended up really enjoying it. Um, and then I got better at it slowly and slowly. Decided that um, when my when my club career ended, I I decided I wasn't done with it fully, and ended up picking up beach. Um, after high school, but yeah, just uh, just in, enjoyed playing. I just kind of enjoyed playing all sports and volleyball. I kind of developed alongside everything else, but that's where I competed more, I guess, because I, I was playing at a higher level than when everything else I was playing recreationally. So set the scene for me what with the uh, the rep or the club scene in uh, Halifax. So you're playing in Dartmouth. How many, like when you go to a 16U boys tournament, uh, is there different tiers? How many different boys teams like would you see at a provincial championships? Like uh, I understand obviously in every province, the ratio to boys and girls is, is quite different. But I think in, in the Maritimes, it's fair to say that a lot of athletes are playing hockey first. So like how many teams would you compete against uh, at like a normal tournament? That's a that's a good question. It certainly is um, significantly different than it is here. It was a bit of a bit of a culture shock, honestly, to to come here, become a coach and a ref involved in the volleyball community in in Ontario, and and realize how massive it is. But thinking back to my 16U year, I think we we only had one tier for our provincials. And there were, I think, ballpark, I think there were 12 teams. And I think three or four, four of them were competitive. And I think that's, that's surely grown uh, in, I guess, the, 
the five five or six years since then. Um, but yeah, in my in my in my sixteen year year, it was um, we we had one tier, we had uh, one one championship all in one um, one three one three gym facility, um, and that was uh, that was provincials. Our eighteen U as as the elite, as everybody specified even more, our eighteen U. Um, division as a province was um, was five teams when uh, when I played in my second year. Um, there was one team one team from Dartmouth, one team from Halifax, um, a second team from the HRM kind of like Halifax region, but not Halifax specifically, and then one from one from Yarmouth and one from Truro. Oh, there were six actually, and then there was one from the North Shore, um, in Antigonish. But yeah, our uh, our volleyball program or our volleyball uh, divisions were uh, significantly smaller. So as you get down the pathway here, I think this is where your story gets extra unique. So you're you're a multi-sport athlete. You're playing. You get passionate about volleyball, but then uh, with the post-secondary choices. Uh, was it not an option? Like you didn't want to pursue a school? Like I, I find it so unique that you're on the national team at such a young age, but you didn't play university because your school didn't have a men's team. So when you were looking at post-secondary institutions, what drew you to SMU first uh, and, and was playing indoor volleyball not going to be like the, the next step for you? Like you, you didn't have that much interest or you wanted to focus on beach right away? Like what went into that decision? Uh, well, it was it was a very, very complicated and not, not so much complicated as it was um, – just weird decision because I uh, I graduated high school in 2020, the year, <laughs> the year, and our uh, our 18U club season was um, cut short due to COVID. Um, we got we got one tournament in uh, before before my my club volleyball season or career ended completely, and then it was time to. Uh, to pick a pick a direction to f- figure out if I was uh, if I was gonna keep going with it or not. I was a tall, very lanky volleyball player with uh, not a lot of film, um, and I had not reached out. So in, in in Nova Scotia, our our seasons work a little differently than than here. I've found um, our school season runs from September to December, um, and our club season doesn't start until January, um, and it runs through April and then May into nationals. So um, we went through our school season, um, got that done fully into December, and then sometime around end of February, early March, um, the club season was canceled, which uh, made made finding a place to play post secondary a little little stranger given that we didn't know uh didn't know how anything was going to turn out the next year and so i reached out to the one the the school that i really had kind of in mind i didn't want to leave halifax um i wanted to stay stay in nova scotia and see like everything was so uncertain i wasn't sure about 
going anywhere. And I definitely didn't have the resume to go um, anywhere to like the OUA or um, anywhere out west. So um, the school that I had my, my heart set on was, was Dow. And uh, I, I, I got talking with the coach, given that I played, I, I played for their, uh, their junior team in, uh, in, in club. I played for the Tigers uh, for my, my last two years in 18U. And uh, at, at the end of that, uh, at the end of those those talks, uh, I didn't have a I didn't have a spot. They didn't uh, they didn't think I could I could fit into their their system. And uh, so I, I applied to St. Mary's just for for academics to to pursue my education. Um, I ended up getting offers from uh, two college teams in Nova Scotia are in the ACAA, uh, St. Anne's and um, St. Thomas. But I, I chose to, to stay at home just because it would be, um, be a little crazy to, to move to Yarmouth or to move to Fredericton when, uh, when I didn't really know what was going on with the world uh, that summer. So uh, I ended up at St. Mary's, um, hung up the, the court shoes for a little bit. And uh, yeah. That was the that was the indoor volleyball uh, career. Now, just to sidetrack real quickly, because it is another like interesting layer of your story. Uh, how did you start playing field lacrosse? Hmm. That's uh, that's not a sidetrack at all. That uh, that plays in directly from from where we left off. So, I had uh, I had gone to St. Mary's. Uh, COVID, so our first year was entirely online. So that 2020, 2021 school season was, uh, was online, hadn't been on campus, uh, set foot there once to get my student ID, which I never needed, never used. Um, and then my second year of school, we're able to go to campus. Um, restrictions are opening up. You can do more things, which is great. Um, could finally start enjoying university, could finally start meeting people. And I think uh, near the end of September, of uh, my second year of university, which I'm playing beach at this point. Um, but the beach season had ended because it's September in uh, Nova Scotia and we don't play past, uh, I guess, mid September. So I had been, uh, I had been without a sport for a couple weeks and, uh, the, the, the multi-sport athlete in me had, uh, had had enough of sitting on my ass and only going to school. So there was a uh, club fair in uh, uh, just on campus at the quad in in uh, at St. Mary's, and I was just walking through, looking looking around for for something to do, and uh, the men's lacrosse table um, called me over. Uh, they saw that I was tall. Uh, they saw that I was pretty pretty fit, looked athletic, and uh, they they had a pretty full roster, but, uh, they had a bunch of guys who were extremely skilled, um, as like, there's no university varsity programs out East for lacrosse. I think the, the furthest is, is Montreal. Um, and so they had all congregated in a, a club league where, uh, uh UPEI, UNB, St. FX, Dal, SMU, um, they all play each other in a, in a club league. It's pretty competitive. 
yeah, they, they called me over to their table. They had a bunch of, bunch of very skilled lacrosse guys who weren't, weren't in the best of shape. Um, and so I, uh, I, they got me to pick up the, pick up the stick, pick up the ball and run the ball up the field to the guys who could do something with it. And yeah, I, I started playing lacrosse because I didn't really have anything, uh, better to do and wanted to keep the, uh, keep the legs moving while I was at school. Amazing. Amazing. And then, uh, just help me fill in the gap here because, uh, obviously you mentioned you were going to play post-secondary indoor, uh, you pick up field across, but I think there was some stuff going on with, uh, VNS. Like, was there a program with, uh, I think John Stewart would have led it, but, uh, basically you were in a program and that got you access to like working out and like small session training, right? Yeah. So, um, that was, that was PEP. That was the provincial excellence program in Nova Scotia. Um, so while following the, uh, following everything shutting down and, and my, my indoor career being a little, a little up in, up in the air, I, uh, I got a text from my, um, got a text from my, uh, the other, the other setter at my high school, uh, Andrew Gallant, um, asking if, uh, if I was going to play beach this summer, because that was one of uh, two sports you could play in Nova Scotia at the time. You could play beach volleyball and you could play tennis. And so he, he pulled me up to the beach, um, got me to try out for team Nova Scotia beach, um, which I would end up making. Um, and that was to prepare for Canada games, which was supposed to be 2021. And so following the 2020 summer, um, where I played team Nova Scotia beach for the first time, many of the, all, all the other guys had either a club program to go back to or a university program to go back to. And I was, I was the, the odd one out. And so my coach, um, Andrew Costa, uh, went to, uh, went to volleyball Nova Scotia and said, um, need to keep this guy doing some volleyball because I, uh, I hope he can come back to me next summer and keep playing beach. Um, and so, uh, John Elliott would, uh, would get me involved in the, the provincial excellence program, which was sort of an all ages team Nova Scotia for, uh, for, for like high performance, um, indoor, um, all, all sorts of guys from, I think 16, 17 and 18 U. Um, so they threw, they threw me in there to, to get some touches on Sunday once a week, um, get me in the, in the gym lifting, gave me nutrition sessions and all that. And yeah, so they, they had me in there, um, throughout the, the rest of the year from, from September to, to when you could play beach again. And that was, uh, that was the, the volleyball that I played in the, the beach off season in between or in between Canada summer games programs. And what was your first impression of Canada games? Because I think sometimes as coaches or, you know, athletes who have played through that, they look back and think it's like such a big deal where sometimes the the athletes coming up who are younger, they don't recognize how like prestigious of an event that is or how big of a deal it is. Like, did you think of it and be honest here, did you think it was just another tournament or did you know like at what scale Canada games was when they kind of asked you to be in like the, the funnel of athletes who could be selected from? Weirdly, it was, uh, Weirdly, it would wind up ending. It would end up being both at the same time because uh, me and my partner would, would be the only 
uh, we, we had a whole program for two years, like the two summers prior. Um, but the actual year of Canada Games, the only two people who showed up to the tryout at the beginning of the year were me and my eventual partner. So it was it was always us that year, um, and we could we could enjoy the ride the whole way. It was it was always kind of a given that we would uh, that we'd be able to go and enjoy this experience. Um, so we didn't fully grasp. Or I didn't fully grasp the uh, like what what it was um, until we got there. But like once we were there, it uh, and we we started meeting other teams, started playing other teams, started finding out who other teams were, um, started finding out who all the coaches were, who who all the coaches had had been in the past, had played for in the past. Like it was, it started like setting in that um, while while we while it just kind of ended up being us. We, uh, we were part of something like pretty, pretty amazing, um, that not a lot of people get to be a part of. Um, so we were, we were really grateful for that. And set the scene again for me and the listeners, like, uh, you mentioned in club growing up, like how many teams and stuff there were like, uh, when prepping for an event like Canada games as a, as a youth athlete, my understanding was you're playing like basically men's league, right? Like there's not a lot of, uh, U 20 or U 22 boys beach going on. Is there? Yeah, no, like I said, the, uh, the, the only U20 guys that, uh, that showed up to the tryout were, were us. And so we, uh, we, we would train, we trained, we practiced three times a week. Um, me and my partner, Sprague and whoever, uh, whoever Sprague could get out with us, that would usually be his beach partner, Adam Sanderson, whoever, uh, whichever of the, the Dow alumni were in town, uh, and then quite frequently the um, the old uh, the Canada Games team from the last cycle, um, which was Harrison Callahan and uh, Kobe Shannon, um, who took a silver medal. Um, and then from there, uh, we would play uh, on Tuesday nights um, in the the men's league, which was mostly. Uh, old club guys, old university guys, um, who 99% of which went to Dow and they were, I mean, it was, it was a men's league, but it was, it was quite like, it was competitive for us. We, uh, we, by the end of, uh, you could actually see with our, our pool results year to year, the beginning of our first year, we'd be, uh, we'd be pretty deep down in, in uh pool pool f pool pool g and then uh second year we'd be up pool c pool d and then our third year before we left we'd be uh in and out of pool a uh pool b always always given given good runs to the the old canada games team to uh matthew donovan to adam sprague and his partner uh, Johnny McDonald, who beat me quite often, loved the guy, but he always had my number. Um, yeah, it was, it was a men's league, but it was, it, it gave us all the, gave us, gave us varied competition, even though they weren't guys our age. And what was it like when you get to the actual event with Canada games? Like you see the scale of it, you do an opening ceremonies, all that good stuff. But, uh, one thing I thought was unique about this year is I think they, 
they almost power pooled it right from the start, right? Where some of maybe the the provinces who've been more competitive in the past are kind of stacked in their own pools. And then um, the the provinces who may have been newer to beach or had less results, they were kind of in their own division. So what was it like seeing the draw and knowing that there wasn't going to be easy games with like you kind of representing the seed of the returning silver medalist, right, from Nova Scotia? We, uh, I mean, firstly, to get there and to to experience it, to take it all in was was very interesting. It was, it was kind of overwhelming, actually, because we, uh, or I, I had only played at the one facility, which uh, you've been to, Burnside Beach Park, 12 courts behind two soccer fields, which uh, never, never leave, never, never change. Um, no stands, no nothing, just fence and grass around them. Um, so that was my first time experiencing uh, coaches' tent, referees, um, a grandstands, bleachers, um, and it was uh, it was it was jarring um, at the beginning. Um, but uh, I mean, we we settled in, settled in well. Um, our first game, um, we it was it was uh, set up like that, where um, the top eight teams were all we're all in, in pools together. And then the bottom five had to, had to battle it out a little to, to get up into, into the winner's quarters. Um, but yeah, we, we were able to settle in, um, with a, a bit of an easier game, uh, against, against Newfoundland and Labrador, uh, our first, our first game to kind of calm the nerves. Um, and then from there it was, it was all toughies, all, all big games. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, that's what you want. You want to play big games. Yeah. Take me behind the scenes of what was, uh, the, the talk of the tournament. Uh, some might call it an upset. I don't know if uh, coach Sprague would call this an upset based on the game plan. I think he designed, but, uh, you draw Alberta in the quarters and have an absolute tough one with that. What was, uh, kind of the lead in and then take me through the match. Oof. uh, taking me back. I, uh, well, as a draw, we, we didn't know, we didn't know very many guys coming in. We knew, um, we knew Ontario and we knew Alberta because the, those were the two teams that, um, we knew were on, uh, summer next gen team Canada. Um, and so that was, that was a bit of a, a bit of a, a big deal for us, um, and especially for me, because I had uh, I had tried out for uh, I had tried out for the summer team that uh, the prior May did not get selected, and so coming to Canada Games, um, seeing seeing four of the guys who uh, who got selected over me was uh, it wasn't like the objective, but it was uh, it was certainly on on my mind to, to to hopefully get some get some numbers behind me there um but yeah as we we, we drew alberta in our quarter um second seed from the other pool and uh yeah i mean got into the game can't can't say i remember all too many specifics about it now but we, we, we certainly, we targeted, uh, oh, well, we targeted, uh, 
Jacob, uh, my now roommate, uh, funnily enough, because uh, one of the other things that we knew was his partner went to Trinity Western, and that was a little that was a little spooky for us. Um, he ended up not not being like, overly a, a a factor. Um, we were able to we were able to to neutralize them pretty pretty good. Um, I don't think they had all too good a game on their own side, but I'm 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 sure part of part of what we did to to disrupt that uh, or to disrupt them um, played into that. So yeah, it was uh, they were they were certainly some uh, they were certainly some guys that we we wanted to beat for a variety of reasons, and uh, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we were able to do that. Uh, so a- as you mentioned there, you did try out for the summer next gen team and, and weren't successful. You weren't selected, but you still were were brave enough to come to the next gen tryout uh, the following winter, which is trying out for the full time program, which would have resulted in you, you know, relocating uh, shortly after in January, uh, either doing school remotely or possibly changing schools. Uh, so what went into that decision where? Uh, I, I'm sure in a perfect world, you would be an entry level athlete at the summer program, but uh, we're kind of open for business at next gen level and looking for, for fresh blood. And you obviously filled that gap for us. But uh, from your standpoint, went into that decision to come to Toronto and try out for the full-time program. Yeah. So it actually goes back to uh, after shortly after uh, lacrosse practice at, at St. Mary's, um, I get a call from my coach uh, Sprague who, uh, who, who let me know that, um, Sherry Campbell had, had informed him that the national team was, was looking for some, some, some blockers in particular and some, some fresh faces, hopefully. And so she, she thought of me, she thought that, uh, that I should, I should give her a go. And, uh, yeah, so Sprague, Sprague passed that along to me. I was pretty excited, thought, uh, Thought I had had been given another opportunity, and uh, started talking to volleyball Nova Scotia about getting me geared up for geared up for another tryout, get me up to Toronto again. And yeah, I mean, obviously it was it was meant it was going to be a big big thing if it happened, a big uh, a big change. But I mean, I loved volleyball, and uh, that was. Two months after Canada Games, which was basically all I had been working towards for the last the last three years after I ended my my indoor career, so that was that was in a way the end of my beach career as a as a competitive athlete with a goal. Um, and so getting that phone call from uh, from Sprague after lacrosse practice was uh, was really big because. Uh, I I kind of had a, a loose plan in mind where I'd I'd do pep for a, another year, um, which I would have um, like I'm I would have been 21 or I would have been 20 playing with 16, 15, 17 year olds, and like training there again for another year to go prepare for a summer tryout to compete against. I don't know, you sport all stars. Um, I I didn't fancy my odds, 
So, uh, so getting that, uh, getting the call to, uh, hopefully come up and, uh, be a part of the, the full-time team, um, was, was a, a bit of a new spark for me. So I, I, I worked for the next, next couple months to December, uh, after breaking my finger playing lacrosse, I, I ended up coming up to, <laughs> to play, to try out. And, uh, yeah, had, uh, had it all worked out, had it come till, uh, to where I am today. Now confirm one story for me because, uh, there is no indoor beach facility in the, the province of Halifa or the province of Nova Scotia, excuse me. So, well, I understand you got the keys from volleyball Nova Scotia and were you running in the sand to try to get ready for physical conditioning in like November in Halifax or excuse me, uh, Burnside. Yeah. So I, uh, at the May tryout, I had, I had come, come into Downsview, done a bunch of stuff I'd never done before. And I, I had done pretty well at some of the tests. Um, but, uh, physical conditioning had always been kind of a weakness for, for me. Um, and I'm not really going to find anybody to play beach with. Uh, in November in Nova Scotia. So I figured the only things that I can really do is get some volleyball touches indoor, um, do all the strength work I can. Huge shout out to Travis Dorsey at the CSIA. Love the guy. And uh, do some conditioning in the sand. And the only sand was... Uh, was in Burnside, and so I, I, I shot a text to uh, the head of Volleyball Nova Scotia, Jason Trepanier, and, and asked if I could get the keys to just, because at that point I hadn't touched the sand even in, in, in four months. So uh, I just figured I'd, I'd, I'd do all I could to give myself the best shot to, to test well when I, when I gave her a go. And, and just to jump ahead here a little bit, so you make the national team, you're training full-time, uh, you and Eric Gerard, another next-gen athlete, you guys decide to get to Tahiti to make your international debuts and collect some points and go to an event there. Uh, while that's also going on, you did what's called a Norseka trial, which for listeners who aren't familiar, that's an internal trials in Canada where obviously uh, we nominate teams to go to Norseka, but we don't just nominate for the sake of nominating. We play a tournament and whoever does well. So you and your partner, Robert Kemp, get on that list um take me through that event uh so the list shuffles a little bit i believe you guys finished um third at trials so yeah. you are in a spot uh, and you get to go to the cayman islands so just take me through that because uh, as much as i'm sure there's a story about tahiti and the world tour i find that's much more organized and much more professional where you get to make your your second time you represent canada at a norseka yes it's cayman and it's probably the most professional but take me through going to a tour event on the norseka circuit so young in your career Absolutely. So, well, yeah, trials, trials was, uh, trials was a bit chaotic in and of itself because, uh, I, I didn't have a partner until a week before, but met, met a very good guy, uh, great guy even who, uh, who I had a lot of fun with for, for that week to, to play, play some beach. 
and in Downsview. Um, and then uh, eventually, a, a couple months later, we uh, we'd we'd get the call for uh, for the Cayman Islands Norseca. Packed our bags about a week and a half after that, and uh, we were we were off to go uh, for his for his Team Canada debut, I believe, and for uh, for my Norseca debut and main draw debut. Um, but yeah, we uh, we got into uh, the Grand Cayman on um, I believe. We got in a day early. Um, we got in on the Wednesday so that we could uh, hopefully get a get a bit of a sweat in, get heat acclimated, um, and uh, just sort of settle in, get get accustomed to everything. And as we uh, as we settled in with um, with a a family who uh, very graciously gave up their spare room to us so that we. Uh, we could we could stay there throughout the week without uh, without having to pay for a room in the hotel. We 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 were able to go to the courts where there was one court set up and then a uh, a sandpit in front of uh, a very empty grandstand. The all the games would end up being played in the sandpit, um, which was not on the beach. It was in sort of a parking lot area. Um, and then, yeah, we were able to get our first a little surf pass in with uh, with Ruby and Leah, the uh, the girls team that were able to go. Um, then uh, got to got to go to the draw the draw meeting with uh, with Jake uh, Jake and Russ. Um, found out that our pool would be uh, a pretty pretty heavy hitting one and uh decided you know that's uh there's nothing you can do about that because uh i think a new correct me if i'm wrong but uh the this year all second teams have to be seated below the first team of every other country yeah and i feel like that needs to get reviewed sooner than later because that rule while the, the spirit might make sense. So for our listeners wondering what that means, it means every federation who attends, they get listed. And then for the federations who have higher seating, sometimes to fill out the draw, you get to send two. So that would typically is Mexico, USA, Canada, but they're ranking USA two below like Cayman or Belize one. And it's messing up the pools in my opinion. So while they had the best of intentions in the spirit of the rule, the unintended consequences are you've got teams who are competing on the world tour ranked like 11th or 12th in the tournament. And it's really skewing the the strength of each pool. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what happened in our case was, uh, snake snake draft, uh, pool pool organization. Um, the uh, the fourth ranked team in the tournament was uh, a Nicaraguan team, very very good. Um, they also got the uh, so they would be the one seed in our pool. Um, fifth ranked was a Guatemalan team, very good. The blocker had a very heavy spin serve. They ended up knocking out uh, both both of our Canadian teams and finishing uh, finishing third, the bronze. And then the 12 and 13 seeds um, would be Canada 2. That would be us. And 
uh, America to the uh, second United States team, which was uh, Billy Kalinsky and uh, Hagen Smith. Um, so two guys who have been around quite a bit and uh, played played a lot of beach volleyball. They wound up playing King of the Court uh, just just after they played our Norseka. Um, they would they'd wind up winning our pool, um, coming fifth in the tournament, um, and knocking us out in a bit of a bit of a heartbreaker. I think about 23 um, in our in our fourth pool game, um, because that would uh, that would have made us three and one for them, four and zero. Oh. But yeah. It uh, wound up coming coming third in the, the pool of death, and then um, matching up against Nicaragua, um, the four seed of the tournament again um, in uh, in our consolation final, um, where we we beat them again and, and finished ninth. But yeah, it uh, got that that'll happen uh, as Canada too. Um, but we we made the most of it. We got as many good games out of it as we could. Um, won all but two of them, and uh, but the two just so happened to come early and, and knock us down. Um, only one game that was a could have that was a little bit regrettable. Um, could have played the Guatemalans a little uh, a lot better um, on our side of the net. Um, but yeah, made made the most of it. Got seven really competitive, fun games. Um, and ended up ended up ninth, coming top in the losers bracket, and had had fun doing it, which is what it's all about. Now, a pessimist might say, "Oh, you're you're traveling the world and playing beach volleyball. How hard could it be?" But uh, I, I was able to catch a few games because Cayman uh, does a good job and they live stream. How gnarly was the heat there? Because I watched your USA game and it looked like both teams were just taking turns stalling, that there wasn't like a rally starting every uh, eight to 12 seconds, like the FIB rule says it would be. Like Billy was stalling for what felt like like minutes between points sometimes. Uh Oh, that was, that was aggravating. That was, that was aggravating because we, uh, I mean, everyone was feeling the heat. It was 32, 33 feels like, Hot as whatever, um, but it was it was brutal. Um, Cayman did do an excellent job live streaming everything. That was that was really nice. It was it was great for for the people uh, people here and the people back home to to be able to see uh, see our debuts. Um, but yeah, it was the heat was gnarly. It uh, it was pretty brutal. We we managed it pretty well, I think. Um, but it was. It was tough. That game against the States, they, in both sets, they burned both their timeouts before the tech. And, oh, that's the only thing that irks me about that game because they uh, they would have, we would have a two or three point run after the tech that they were able to just stall out um, either with Hagen laying in the sand or Billy Ian Billy, but uh, no, I shouldn't say that. I don't know him that well, but uh, he he was he was definitely able to slow the game down. Um, but 
yeah, it was it was unfortunate to not be able to capitalize on on the heat a little more when it when it was giving us an advantage in, in that game. And the the most recent one, so you get an opportunity in this time to play with uh, Cameron Chadwick, who we've had on the show, who plays at the University of Guelph. Uh, so another new partner. Did you feel any urgency that you're the next gen guy and you're the vet guy? Because obviously Cam's represented Canada at uh, U19 Worlds, but uh, it's hard to picture you as a vet going to your third event and still being a young man yourself. So what was the team dynamic going into uh, the U23 Norseka? Well, going in. The uh, the team dynamic was just you know four the the four boys just kind of going to hang out and like compete and have fun because um, you know we're not going there for money we're not going there for points but we're going there to, to to get better at volleyball and and like enjoy ourselves in a in a beautiful place um, but as we as we got there on the Thursday um, I ended up having to. Uh, having to be a vet very quickly because um, Norseka was a mess. Um, our uh, our travel day was demonstrably terrible. Our flight was delayed three hours, which made us miss our shuttle to the hotel. So we had to get a taxi. Um, got there fine, and then. Around 6 p.m., um, four hours after we were supposed to be there, we're trying to check into the hotel, um, and the only name that uh, the only name that they have is mine. Um, so we tracked down the uh, tracked down the tournament staff, um, end up finding uh, Martin and Steve's names after about an hour and a half. Um, they go back, they get checked in, um, and Cam is still not on the list. Um, and at this point we've, uh, we've checked into the tournament. Um, they know we're here. They know we're playing. Our jerseys are fine. They know Cam is in the tournament. He's my partner on the draft sheet. Um, but he's not the partner in my hotel room. Um, that was to have been someone else according to the hotel. Um, and so at this point we're, it's about eight o'clock Camp's not checked in. Um, so we drop our stuff off in our rooms and we, uh, <laughs> we had not eaten all day. So we, uh, we sneak cam with no all inclusive bracelet into the, uh, into the dinner hall. Uh, we're able to eat our second meal of the day. Um, before we try to get them checked in again, because the front desk had told us to wait, they were working on it. Um, and the tournament staff was working on it. And so after dinner, we come back and, uh, go back and forth again and again, um, do our very best to, to try to get, uh, try to find his name where it should be, but no one, no one at Norseka was able to get it to him. And so we ended up having to, to put up some money to, uh, uh, to get Cam into the hotel um, so that we could forget about it and be, uh, be there so that we could compete the next day. So that would have been about 9.30 or 10 uh, the night before we played. Got to our rooms, went to sleep. Um, that was a bit of an 
exhausting thing for me to have to deal with as pretty much the as 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 the veteran trying to uh trying to deal with all the Norseka um Norseka people, the hotel staff. Um did not expect to be to be filling into that role uh so early um in my my career. But uh yeah, just just so happened that I uh I had seen what what could happen at the, the Norseka prior and to to expect kind of anything and to, to have to deal with kind of anything. So was, uh, was doing a lot of talking, a lot of back and forth with, uh, a lot of people and not a lot of sleep, but, uh, yeah, we got into the hotel eventually and, uh, got up the next day to play some volleyball. See that that's, what's fascinating is like you said, they knew cam was in the tournament, but the, the level of logistics or organization, they didn't have a room for him. And that is the type of comedy that happens at an Arsika, no matter how well organized. So, uh, the, the other knock that uh, we were hearing from athletes, cause, uh, obviously this one was a nomination. We found out about the event too late to have a trials. Um, Oh, there's going to be no teams there. There's no prize money. There's no points. Like a lot of very pessimistic thoughts. And then you guys get there and sure enough, uh, uh, Costa Rica, very strong. Uh, Cuba sends their one team that is taking like top tens at challengers. Uh, Canada has two really good teams. Like the level of competition I thought was like shockingly, but I just thought it was this big inside joke where as the National Federation, we're getting people decline the invitation to go. And then you guys show up like was part of you like a little bit impressed being like, oh, this isn't like a throwaway tournament. Like there's some quality teams here. Oh, yeah, it was it was an excellent tournament. We had uh we had competitive games all but um we had we had one slightly uncompetitive game against some 15 year olds from Cayman Islands um but at that tournament everyone else sent their sent very good teams um we had a three setter against uh, a young Guatemalan team we had to battle against some really nice uh St. Kitts guys um who yeah, no, they they were they were solid. Um, the, I mean, Diaz and Alayo, they're they're a top. I think they're thirty three in the world right now. Um, so you know that speaks for itself. Um, and Costa Rica sent two very fluid, very good, like extremely consistent, um, extremely good players who um, like they just they just wore us down and they were like, they were, they were a really good team. Um, so I, I'm, I've got, uh, no qualms about going to U23s for, uh, for competition level. Um, especially that one. Cause I think, I think what played into at least the Cubans being there is, um, the world's Norseka being at the same, same location the, uh, the next week starting, starting right now. Um, but no, it was, it was an excellent, excellent tournament we had uh competitive games all the way through yeah i'm glad you mentioned the world's qualifier because that makes a lot of sense for cuba and i believe the puerto rican women are also the same team so that makes a lot of sense logically why they went to a youth event but i mean um 
for a guy like you who's battled with Abrams, like he won your Canada Games year. Obviously, Martin and Cam have come through the the next gen program or the summer next gen program. Excuse me. So, what was it like just for your level of learning and just seeing what guys your age are doing, right? Because you're still pretty new to our sport, but when you see what other top Canadians are able to do with this level, or you get to see what these Cuban dudes are doing, like I said, like they're taking top ten at challengers and and climbing the rankings, like you said. So. What do you think that does for your development to kind of see what other cats your age from other countries are doing? No, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, I've been, I've been, I mean, that's been, that's been something I've been able to do over the last, last couple of weeks with the, the summer guys starting to report. Um, these last couple of weeks of training have been incredible. Um, seeing people my age who can, um, like who we can, who I can compete with every day and who can push me to get better. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, being able to go to go to an international event with three of them, um, being able to get to know them better as well, um, and being able to compete against other guys our age that uh, that have been doing it for for just as long or even longer, um, and even guys who are younger. Um, I think Diaz is seventeen, and one of the Costa Ricans is sixteen. He's the those two are. Those two like astonished me. They're uh, they're pretty incredible. So I'm like, I honestly have have no words about how it could uh, how how valuable it was to be able to to go out and go out and experience it all. And for you, um, is it just confirmation that you're on the right path, taking home a medal? Like I know, but we had joked, you know, you got to come home with a medal. Like we're sending two teams. We wanted you to play in the finals, which actually funny enough, isn't allowed in Norseka countries have to play each other in the semis. Like we saw on the women's side with the Dominican, there. but uh, uh, what was it like getting those results? Cause obviously you want to play as many matches as you can. You want to travel, you want to leave your comfort zone, but it's got to feel great being on the podium. But in your own words, what was that uh, like getting that result? I mean, feels really good. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, it's it's good to. It's not just uh, something we joke about. I think um, it's good to like expect success, and it's good to like hold, good to hold a program to that like level of accountability. That like it's it's what we want to, to be able to hold at least a medals level of success uh, at each tournament. So like it feels good to be able to to be able to get there and to be able to get there this early. Um, so I'm um, I'm very happy to have to have hung with these these good teams and to have to have come out with at least at least a medal even though it, it could be a couple shades brighter. <laughs> next time, next time. There's still lots of room for growth. But uh, yeah, hopefully the listeners have kind of captured your journey here where uh, a kid from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, who started playing beach volleyball during COVID because arguably that was the only thing allowed in your province other than tennis. Uh, I mean, you, you wanted to play soccer and then you got pushed into volleyball. Like it's a, you're a field lacrosse player. Like it's such a unique journey. And now you've got international hardware, which I, th- I think is amazing. And just a credit to all the work you've put in. So 
Uh, thank you for coming on the show. I'm sure we'll have to have you back on when you have more stories and more adventures here. But uh, one thing we like to close out with is just a funny or unique situation. You've already kind of hinted that, uh, you know, maybe pro volleyball isn't professional all the time with what you experienced at uh, only your second Norseca. But I was hoping you could share one more story with us before we let you go. I'll, uh, I'll go with um, something Canada Games adjacent. Um, the uh, the story of how I met my roommate Luke DeGrief, and hopefully uh, my eventual future beach partner. Um, he uh, he was playing competing for BC um, at Canada Games. Um, they took uh, took that out of silver um, and. At uh, the the Saturday that uh, Saturday that finals ended, um, we all organized a, a little little get together. All the all the Canada Games, all the beach teams. We were able to, you know, teams of two, um, most of which were were uh, of of drinking age at least. Um, we were able to go out to uh, go out to a bar and hang out, um, and so. Me and uh, we, we were all around a big a big table. Most of the teams, um, people start to go to dance, and uh, people keep going and going until the last two people at the table are uh, me and Luke. <laughs> and uh, someone had ordered nachos about uh, uh, for for the whole table, and while everyone was dancing. Uh, me and him just crushed them all. And, uh, that was the start of a, uh, a friendship that would eventually, uh, lead to us being roommates as, uh, Luke goes to, to York playing on the York men's volleyball team. And, uh, he would, uh, he'd reach out to me after I made the, uh, the beach national team as the national facilities right beside, uh, York university pretty much. Um, he was looking to fill uh, a room in a house. He just uh, put put down a lease on, and uh, he, uh, I, I got got in there as soon as I could, and that that was that. Amazing. Here I am thinking, how are you two jokers not the ones out on the dance floor? But if food's involved, I could see why you two held back and absolutely like mash those down. So yeah, what what a beautiful start to a beautiful friendship. But uh, yeah, I'm shocked that all the provinces got along this well. Maybe this happens every year, but it, it just feels like Canada Games is so serious. It's interesting to see everybody kind of be social afterwards. That's such a heartwarming thing that I didn't think existed. Yeah, no, it uh, it, it ended up very well, I think. Um, the, uh, the the winners weren't there actually, so Ontario and who uh, won the women's side? Quebec, I think. Um, yeah. Anyway, Johnny and Steve weren't there, and I remember the the winner on the women's side weren't there as well. So uh, maybe it was all just all us losers hanging out and drowning <laughs> our sorrows with some nachos and dancing. But uh, yeah, no, we were we were able to we were able to have fun, enjoy enjoy why we were there, competing and uh just getting to know getting to know people well uh, amazing i know it's fresh off your medal victory and i mean you got brought down to earth with just some travel hiccups there and 
back to your glamorous normal lifestyle of being a beach volleyball player but i'm glad you could make some time and share your experience with us and like i said we'll have to get you back on because you're you've got a lot more adventures ahead of you so uh hopefully you gained a few more fans today and thanks for sharing all that you did yeah absolutely thanks again for having me on josh look forward to coming on again